0: My name's Justin Clue and I'm here today with Will Sloan, and you're listening to The Important Cinema Club. And this week, we're doing something very special. We're doing an episode about something that I really feel hasn't been talked about enough.
1: Yeah, uh, Batman and Superman.
0: Yeah. Or could we say Batman versus Superman?
1: Oh, that's an interesting idea. Let- <laughs> Who do you think would win? Oh, man. That's a that's a tough question. I mean, <laughs> Superman has got super strength, right? But, you know, Batman, he's a detective. He's got <laughs> intellectual skills.
0: All right, audience. How about you hold on to that one and we'll, you know. Here's
1: the thing, though. Wonder Woman is also in the mix. So, she, you know, whoever she allies with. That all right, all right. That's enough. that's enough.
0: That's enough. We're talking about Tim Burton's Batman and we're talking well, about.
1: Well, I mean, listen, what we're really- doing is we're selling out okay we want we want your clicks we want this to go viral we think viral it, yeah viral we think it you, this is the key to online success isn't it you put batman and superman in the title and people will click on it i'm pretty sure
0: i guess but did you have to have something controversial in the title too like batman blows superman batman is the bottom
1: <laughs> uh I, i'm surprised you went there that quickly <laughs>
0: 14 positions batman would be in if superman was the dom
1: let's make that the title in this episode (laughs) i refuse to
0: i refuse i'm already giving into this
1: i think batman would be the top though because he's really angry
0: (laughs) yeah but you know superman is the one in control
1: uh and you know usually people that's because superman's so confident in his sexuality he doesn't need to be on top yeah
0: but the thing is that batman he's so angry that he likes to be dominated he wants to be beaten down he's just looking for that person who can do it to him
1: oh that's interesting Something to think about so So what did we watch in this sellout episode
0: (laughs) we watched tim burns batman and richard donner superman and so, you love Batman, Will. How many times did you say that you've seen Tim Burton's Batman?
1: Oh, I mean, I would have no idea. I think I'm, I might say 500 times. It's, <laughs> I mean, no, it's less than that. Probably, I have seen it, though, like, when you're adding up how many times I saw it as a kid. Literally dozens of times.
0: And when did you fall in love with Batman?
1: Uh, okay, so, let me, let me paint a little word picture for you. I'm with my parents at the drive-in movie. We're seeing A League of Their Own in yep. 1992. I'm three years old. The other screen is showing Batman Returns. Uh, and so I was watching that out the back window, and it was it was magical. Uh, a few months later, I got Batman Returns on VHS. Terrified me. <laughs> yep. Horrifying movie. And then I started regularly watching... Um, Adam West's Batman on TV, Mm -hmm. saw every episode probably three times, was heartbroken when YTV took it off the air, Uh, I dressed as Batman three times for Halloween, I dressed as Batman many other days of the year.
0: And what do you, what is attractive? About Batman
1: to you. And you're really speaking
0: for all those crazy people on the internet. Look,
1: I'm a grown-up now, so... I mean, what's attractive to Batman to me now? It's entirely nostalgia-based. I mean, what's attractive to Batman as a kid? Well, uh, he's got a cool car. uh, He's got a cool costume. Mm -hmm. He has a preteen sidekick who could potentially be you like wouldn't that, <laughs> is that how you saw it wouldn't wouldn't that be cool if you happened to be robin would you uh, want to be robin or would a, you want to be batman well you'd want to be batman but like robin's kind of an intermediate step to uh, that you go through before you can be batman okay. like maybe he'll retire one day uh, <laughs> or die i just like in the dark knight rises robin became batman at the end of that oh spoiler, that's a spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> listen you had four years to see it uh yeah, and what else is cool about it? He's got a cool rogues gallery, the Joker, the Riddler, Two-Face, King Tut, Masha, Queen of Diamonds. All right, you're just
0: <laughs> mentioning a villain from the Batman TV show. And uh, Egghead.
1: Like, like all were the, you into
0: the cartoon, though? Like the Dark Knight? Oh, yeah, yeah. I
1: liked the cartoon. I, I was into every uh, incarnation racing. of Batman, all the comics. I even loved the 1940s serials. Like I would watch the really racist ones. Yeah, the the ones where Batman would like drive a Volkswagen and uh, he would actually store his costume in a file cabinet. That like that's how low the budget was. I would watch that because if you put anything Batman related in front of me, I would watch it.
0: Well, me personally, I like Batman. Didn't love him. Same yeah. thing with Superman as a kid. I I was all about Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, I liked Spider-Man. I liked Superman. But part of me sort of resented them as a kid because I thought they took publicity away from from Batman.
0: See, the thing that I always loved about Spider-Man was that, you know, he's a loser. That's why people like him. And that more often than not, he'd always win, but it'd be really difficult So you
1: him. probably projected yourself course, on Spider-Man yeah. a little bit.
0: Well, you projected yourself on Batman. Well,
1: it, you know, I projected myself on a good capitalist uh, <laughs> yep. with a Hobbesian view of the world, as we all should have. Kind of a, maybe a Randian view of the world.
0: Probably more of a Randian view of the world.
1: Well, it's Hobbesian in the Christopher Nolan films, isn't it? That people are brainless sheep who will fall under any demagogue and you need a strong leader like Batman to keep them in check.
0: Okay, so let's talk about, t- let's get to the movie talking about Okay. Oh, part of the Let's show.
1: start it chronologically. The year is 1978. Mm-hmm. Comics, pow, bam. Comics are still just for kids.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, that's
1: the popular perception,
0: at least. All right.
1: Most people's biggest experience with a comic book character on a screen would probably have been Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. Then along comes Ilya and Alexander Salkind's production of Superman. Years in the making, tens of millions of dollars. You'll uh, believe
0: a man can fly. Big.
1: Big, big stars like Gene Hackman and one of the career worst performances by Marlon Brando. Uh,
0: Did you hear that they wanted to cast, like, Paul Newman or, like, Robert Redford in the film?
1: Uh, Robert Redford as Superman? I think it could work.
0: Uh, I guess, but... I mean, so this movie comes out directed by Richard Donner, sure. a guy who at that point, what was the, he had made The Omen right before this, which okay. is what got him the gig. And uh, so before going into this one, you didn't have much high hopes for Superman. I, I think your exact quote was, I think there's about 30 minutes of a good movie in there.
1: Yeah. My memory of it was 30 minutes in the middle where Superman's flying around, saving cats from trees, uh, flirting with Lois Lane. And my memory of the movie was dominated so much, I think, by that awful Marlon Brando stuff at the beginning. Holy
0: shit, so, is that first 30 minutes rough. Uh,
1: in, in case you've been living under a rock and don't know who Superman is, uh, he comes from the planet Krypton.
0: <laughs> Are you actually going to <laughs>
1: <laughs> His father is uh, Jor-El, uh, or is he Jor-El? His father Kal-El. Which, Kal-El. Uh, it doesn't even matter. Uh, his father is Marlon Brando, who got paid $3 million for the role which I think was a record at the time.
0: Mm -hmm. And isn't it 11.5% of the gross?
1: Oh, something insane, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So he was uh, was able to live very comfortably for the rest of his life after that. And 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 he's terrible in the movie. He's terrible. They got him because Superman was perceived as kid stuff. They needed so- someone in there, some great actor who could persuade people that this was a real movie. Mm-hmm. Gene Hackman, too. Uh, as Giving Lex the Lethal. hammiest
0: of ham performances. So both
1: of these guys, I think, are not good in this movie. But in particular, Marlon Brando basically sleepwalks through it. I mean, for a man whose planet is about to blow up, <laughs> you'd think he could show a little more passion.
0: Now, uh, yeah, let's just skip that for 30 minutes. It's boring. Like... And then
1: we get to some more boring stuff in Smallville. <laughs> fine. I like that uh, stuff. Yeah, you know it's okay. It look it's well shot. There's a you know after after Clark Kent's, By the way, in case you've been living under a rock, <laughs> Clark Kent is Superman. What? yeah yeah how could
0: that nevish young man also be one of the most powerful people in the universe you're blowing my mind with your will hey doesn't one of them wear glasses
1: (laughs) so after his uh, earth father dies there's that uh, nice shot where Clark Kent and his mom are in a field very kind of John Fordian shot Mm -hmm. he goes to the fortress of solitude he becomes Superman and then the movie really kicks into high gear
0: yes it's like the movie finally starts it's like the prologue is like over even though the prologue takes Forty
1: minutes. I don't think Superman even shows up to the fifty-minute mark. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, Clark Kent, uh, despite having no pedigree at all, cruises into a sweet staff writer job at the Daily Planet. We don't know about
0: that. We don't know what he did before.
1: Do you think maybe he worked his way up through the ranks? I un- think so. Unpaid yeah. internships. Yep. And... He's one of the fastest typers <laughs> that. Or uh... do you think he used his like Superman mind powers? To... <laughs> okay. Superman doesn't have
0: mind powers.
1: <laughs> well, he can see through clothes, and he can uh, he can.
0: All right, all right. You're just not... throwing all your comic book credibility right out the
1: window <laughs> why wouldn't he he has everything else he's bulletproof he, yeah, well, he can leap tall buildings i mean Lois he can turn Lane back time has a whole speech about that have you heard oh of- yeah she asks if he can read yeah if he can read her mind i think i think we're meant to imply it's implied that he can read her no, mind. We can't. that's read what we're mind. supposed to think from no. that
0: right okay so christopher reeve shows up he's good
1: (laughs) oh christopher reeve's actually amazing in this movie uh the thing about christopher reeve is i think he's the only superman actor who looks like two different actors when he's playing clark kent and superman yeah he really uses his body as an instrument in this film Mm -hmm. i mean he's such a he must be six foot five or something i think he's six four yeah he's such a he or he's potentially such an awkward screen presence and he's potentially such a yeah strapping finger, yeah. specimen of manhood uh there's a scene in this movie where he's at lois lane's apartment as clark kent and he he's nebushy and everything and then he takes off his glasses and straightens up and juts his chin out and then he puts his glasses on he comes nebushy again and it actually looks like you know a Jim Carrey in the mask sort of transformation. It's incredible.
0: And we should point out, so Christopher, Margaret Kidder is really good in this movie, too. Oh, she's
1: really she's really funny, and mm-hmm. the two of them have such good chemistry together. The scene of the two of them on the roof when she's interviewing him, I don't know. It's amazing, the chemistry. Well,
0: I mean, we I, I should point out that this movie, once it kicks into high gear, is a lot of fun, and it just has something special that, like... I don't know. When I was watching it, the idea of Superman being like, all right, see you later. And jumping in the air. And there's a physical guy that like flies up and twists. Ah, it's well, you know, it comes, like back a warm to the, blanket. it
1: comes back to that tagline. You will believe a man can fly. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that actually has some sense of, uh, to use some corny terms, awe and wonder at mm-hmm. the idea of Superman. And the problem with Superman is he's invincible and he's kind of a two-dimensional character. There's a, a less depth to him as a character than Batman. So I think he's harder to to nail. Well, I think a- and Superman this movie...
0: is also someone that in, and we'll talk about how the movie deals with this issue, is complicated because when you can do all these things, it's very easy to fail. And when you fail, you feel even more awful because you could have saved the day.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel like the other, the Superman Returns and Man of Steel, the two most recent ones, have they've been trying to figure out how to make superman relevant Mm -hmm. uh to the modern world and they've been trying to i mean this is a character that was created to entertain children in the depression yes so like it's a stupid character so they've been trying to hammer a square peg into a round hole to try to make him a serious character for grown-ups
0: like why isn't he just like they nail in uh richard donner's superman just said he's just a boy scout yeah when he draws villains off he's like have a good night and he flies off that's all he needs to be yeah
1: that's it the donner movie understands the superman is fun and being superman can potentially be fun Mm uh when you're flying around and you're stopping crooks it it, literally saving cats out of trees yeah and it still has a sense of awe in the fact that he's a strong man who can perform amazing physical strength Mm -hmm. physical feats yeah and i would love to see a superman movie return to that instead of being so gloomy and depressing
0: yeah like how i mean Let's talk about, which no one has talked about in the last 10 years, Superman (laughs) Returns.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen it since it came out.
0: But like Brian Singer, who idolized Richard Donner to such a crazy degree, got the character so wrong and like what was fun about him, so incorrect that it's almost mind boggling. I
1: just remember that movie being kind of depressing Mm -hmm. and gloomy.
0: Superman likes to stalk people (laughs) and like he does nothing in the film. I like, my friend called it Superman lifts stuff. Because that's all he does
1: in the film? <laughs> well, I also remember about that movie. Uh, do you remember there's the scene that was in all the commercials where somebody fires a gun at Superman and the bullet...
0: Hits his eye. And crushes. And,
1: yeah. I remember thinking, well, this, is, this isn't this is even a fair fight. There's no suspense here.
0: But would you say that's the same thing with Richard Donner's Superman?
1: <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, I guess there's not a lot of suspense. I think a, a problem with the Richard Donner movie is that Gene Hackman isn't a very threatening No, but uh, yeah, villain. he's
0: not a threatening villain. And
1: uh, in fact, I think Batman, uh, Jack Nicholson gets the balance of being funny and sinister a lot better than gene hackman does gene mm-hmm. hackman's just sort of a boob
0: yeah well he's like isn't his plan to like nuke the coast so the <laughs> the, the land that he bought will become the new coast and i mean gain value? If, i don't
1: know that that plan's kind of fun yeah
0: uh but then again maybe they were doing that because later on zod in the second film which was going to be directed by richard donner and he got fired throughout the production he is a threatening villain yeah so they didn't want two threatening villains that would be similar to each other because if for people that don't know they Shot Superman one and two back to back, and the director of Superman one actually got fired from Superman two before it was released. And the director of the Beatles movie Help was the one that they hired and instead, Richard Lester. Yep. Yeah, uh,
1: I seem to remember Superman two being good when I yeah, was a it's kid. Good. Yeah, but I think Donner in the first one handles the climax, the big action climax, pretty well. Mm-hmm. Where it, you know, blowing up the coast is such a huge scale uh mm-hmm. evil plot that there is a little bit of suspense in how is superman gonna and superman has to do a bunch of
0: stuff to save everyone and that's what's interesting as opposed to just knocking something over um and that's the end of the movie but i mean like this one superman doesn't punch anyone he never faces anyone as strong as him but the movie was still super interesting i wonder if the 12 year old me would have thought the same thing when he saw it i'm sure he was like man i wish superman would punch something man of steel delivered a lot of that
1: i know that my uh my As a child watching it, I was pretty bored for the first hour of the movie. And maybe that's why I never quite uh, mm-hmm. developed an attachment to, uh, to Richard Donner's Superman.
0: And at the same time, maybe you thought the character was corny and something that you can find endearing now?
1: Uh, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I still don't find Superman as a character particularly interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. And that's the end of that story. Right? <laughs> All right, let's talk about what we really wants to talk about. Batman.
1: Oh man! So here's the, the thing about Batman: the plot makes no sense.
0: Okay, right? Are, are we we're we gonna get in like the cinema sins corner
1: here? Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll do our honest trailers for Batman. Yeah. Okay.
0: So why doesn't it make any sense?
1: Well, like, what is the Joker's plan? You know, he's just
0: living uh, life day to day.
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. Okay, here's here's another reason why the plot doesn't make sense. And by the way, I love this movie, so th- this all comes from a place of love. So the Joker goes on TV and he says, "I'm gonna have a parade in the middle of Gotham. <laughs> Remember me, the guy who who poisoned all the cosmetics <laughs> yep. and caused countless the guy who killed the mob boss on the steps of City Hall." <laughs> So I'm going to have a parade at this date and time. I hope everybody comes. (laughs) I hope everybody comes. So he he comes out. No police there. I guess they didn't watch this broadcast. (laughs) The Joker's out there. He has, you know, the toxic balloons that are going to kill everyone in Gotham. Batman comes, takes away the balloons. Everybody flees. Batman and the Joker go up to the church tower. Finally, the police show up. Yes, I mean, no wonder this town needs Batman. (laughs)
0: Listen, it's a comic book movie, Will. (laughs) And I know that on the 300th watch, you were like, whoa, 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 that's a little (laughs) bit of logical inconsistency. I will admit,
1: it took 300 watches to get to that point.
0: (laughs) Because you're just so caught up in the fun, you don't even notice. I mean, the
1: thing about this movie is it really is more about mood and atmosphere and character and the performances than it is about the narrative. You can also say about all the early Tim Burton movies.
0: So what's your favorite thing about Batman then? Like the Tim Burton version? Like, what did you find so attractive in this that it sparked your imagination?
1: I mean, there are so many things. I mean, it's like, you know, it's. I feel like this movie is so wrapped up in in growing up that everything, even the bad things about it I like, like the Prince songs.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? The great Prince songs? Oh. Who our friend Peter Kaplowski would be very angry at us if we didn't mention that. He realized that, Every song on the Prince album
1: is... No, this was me. Oh, that no, was you? I, I, I got this album on vinyl, and I was reading the li- the liner notes. It turns out every song is written in character as a character from Batman. So Party Man is written in character as the Joker, mm-hmm. which, you know, makes sense. I mean, in Prince's lyrics, Bruce Wayne is a lot hornier than he is in the movie. <laughs> but I, I think uh, when I see this movie now in some ways it's very dated mm-hmm. like with the Prince songs and some of the special effects but in some ways I think it's aged in an interesting way
0: well so the thing I noticed about it this time is that Tim Burton's style is so kind of um, I don't want to say static but because it, it is interesting but it's not dynamic in the way that you associate with filmmaking now or superhero films now that it really gave me that silent expressionist movie feel mm-hmm. that he's is in all his work and all his visual style but this time in particular Particular really popped out at me.
1: I also think there's an interesting mix of uh, eras in this movie. 1920s German Expressionism.
0: That's what I mean. Or like when you go to the the
1: newspaper office and it looks like His Girl Friday Mm -hmm. or something. And then there's this kind of 80s aesthetic with the Joker's goons and their leather jackets or Batman's rubber suit, which looks so tactile in this movie, or the Axis chemical plant, which looks very 80s. I I think that's why I think the movie is aged in an interesting way. That 80s style mixed with the 20s and the 40s. -hmm. So I still find the aesthetic of the movie very uh, potent. And I also think uh, Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson are both great in this movie.
0: So you weren't one of those fans, probably, because you weren't born yet. (laughs) When they announced that Michael Keaton, Mr. Mom himself, was going to be Batman, (laughs) that you were like, oh, no! Oh,
1: that's such a, like...
0: <laughs> it's kind of, it's almost difficult to, because we're younger than the movie that actually exists.
1: You can kind of imagine, though, being in the 80s and and the guy from Mr. Mom and Beetlejuice being cast as Batman. Yeah. Uh, his performance, what I like about it is, and I'm sure, I, I mean, everybody has waxed rhapsodically about Michael Keaton's performance over the last 25 years, but... Uh, he has uh, a weird spark to him, a weird Michael Keaton energy to him where you can you see that he's almost standing outside himself and looking at how absurd his lifestyle is. Mm-hmm. The moment when uh, he's at Vicki Vale's apartment and he's trying to explain to her that he's Batman or the moment when... He's with Robert Wool and Vicki uh, Vale in his armor room. Yes. He, he sort he sort of realizes how ridiculous he is. But at the same time, there's a, a spark of madness to him. The madness of a man who has to dress up as a bat. Uh, I
0: always like that scene in Batman Returns where he's just sitting at his desk, seemingly just waiting for the bat signal to appear <laughs> yeah. to rush off.
1: I like that, unlike the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, Tim Burton's Batman movies don't tend to put a lot of stock behind... Uh, the righteous vigilante quality of Batman. You sense that what attracts Burton to him is the fact that he is kind of a damaged, crazy person Mm -hmm. who has to go out and fight crime to stay sane.
0: Well, this is a good point to bring up that. What do you think, as a Batman fan... I guess your image of Batman was defined by the Tim Burton films.
1: And the Adam West TV show.
0: And the Adam West. So do you have any like concerns about the way that like Tim Burton interprets Batman? Because it feels like, and Burton has said this before, he doesn't like comic books. They're not his thing. So when he got this property, he just made it his own.
1: As I was a kid, I was a little troubled by the fact that Batman kills people. Yes. That is kind of a weird uh, thing about the movie, that Batman literally just blows up the Axis chemical plant you know, uh, wipes his hands of the matter. And it's like, okay.
0: But from a character standpoint, if Batman existed in a vacuum this would be a fine adaptation. No one would bat an eye. Of course, But yeah. because he's a comic book character that makes it a rule that he's like, I don't kill people.
1: I mean, frankly, Batman is stupid. Comics are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I only I only really care if it makes sense yeah, within the context of the movie.
0: And it makes sense that he would kill people or like drop the Joker off of Well,
1: it, it sort of makes sense, I think, in the context of the era in which this movie was made. It, it doesn't necessarily make sense that the city would just stand by while this vi- vigilante... Blows up a factory, but given that this movie was made in 1989, when New York was bankrupt and everybody was worried about, you know, muggers in cities, and and many of America's urban centers were crumbling, you can see that this movie comes from the angst of that period, where there's a sense this movie there's kind of a nihilistic sense that's expressed in this movie that, okay, the only way to deal with our crumbling cities is to have a guy like Batman come in. That's our only hope.
0: But what does Batman returns say about,
1: uh, well, Batman returns, I think is, uh, very cynical about politics. Well, oh, yes. I mean, I mean, uh, the penguin is nothing if not a Trumpian or Rob 40 demagogue.
0: Yeah. Well, Batman returns me and will like that movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, I think, uh, Batman returns is a, truer expression of Tim Burton's vision.
0: Well, yeah. Well, that's cuz kind of Batman is sidelined from the film, appearing only every now and then, as opposed to the, the Batman movie where he has to appear. And it actually takes him a long time to show up as his Bruce Wayne character. I think it's about mm, 30 minutes. I also like
1: up. that the Tim Burton's Batman begins kind of in media res where it doesn't waste a lot of time with the whole origin, even thing. though
0: that they like joke about it right at the beginning where they're like, there's a a family with a young son in the city, and you're like, oh, this must be Bruce Wayne and his parents.
1: But you don't find out how he got all this stuff, and... uh you know, Commissioner Gordon is just a cop on the beat, and there's no a huge, there's no huge uh, introductory scene with I'm him. I'm not a fan of origin
0: stories, so I don't care.
1: Yeah, especially uh, ones
0: that have been established this many times.
1: Yeah. So, uh, how did you like Billy D. Williams as uh, Harvey Dent?
0: Well, I love Billy D. Williams in any in anything. So,
1: weren't you a little sad that he got shit canned from this series? I
0: re I was really sad that he got shit canned. Did they ever talk about? No, he got replaced in Batman Returns, didn't he? There's a different. He's not guy-
1: in Batman Returns. Oh, I thought
0: there was a different guy playing Harvey.
1: Uh, I don't think so. I and I bet you were sad that Robert Wool never made his triumphant return to the Batman series. Robert Wool. Robert Wool plays uh, reporter Alexander Knox, <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the right. comedy relief, who basically <laughs> plays the same role in this movie that Albert Brooks does in Taxi Driver.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. They're very both Albert Brooks like figures.
1: Yeah, and you know Robert Wool, he's no Albert Brooks. No. <laughs> Okay. I, I even like him though because i like everything in this movie
0: so you just like it just because it's tinge and nostalgia or yeah. not tinge more like smothered uh, and marinated nostalgia. Yeah. in it <laughs> that you just like everything that happens and you can't approach it critically in any way shape or form
1: well i mean i could as i said the plot yeah, makes but that no was sense fucking
0: nitpick like <laughs> all right so how have you been following batman since then
1: Oh, you know, I go see the movies when they come out. I mean,
0: you love Batman Forever. We covered that on another podcast. Oh,
1: Batman Forever. I mean, watching that movie just takes me back to a happy time of my life when... The Mc, the McDonald's pogs were on every street corner. But
0: you've also said that you're kind of a Batman apologist. That when after you saw Dark Knight Rises, you're like, "Good Batman
1: movie." Well, I think I I was really high on the Dark Knight when it came out. Because, oh, were you? Because, were you like,
0: finally Batman is relevant again, guys? Uh, what do you mean it didn't get nominated for Best Picture?
1: Those I think were my exact words. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: I'm 27 now. I was 19 then. Yeah. So you know, you mature a little bit in those years. <laughs> I do think The Dark Knight is a pretty good movie. That's pretty good. I mean, for a fascist thing, and and the problem with Christopher Nolan is there's not a lot of subtext there. It's mm-hmm. kind of a lot of speeches.
0: Um, do you? Th- how do you feel that like Batman has been interpreted? in the popular consciousness. When did that happen? When did, like, Bat Fever... I mean, I guess Bat Fever existed when the first Batman came out.
1: And in the 60s, yeah. for a period when the TV show came. It seems to be cyclical.
0: Yeah, so you think like it'll go away and all these crazy fascist fans are gonna fade off into the distance? Or... Uh, well,
1: you mean all the Gamer who yeah. love Batman now? Like, what do
0: you think they... I mean, I guess because he's a fascist, crazy person, that's what...
1: Yeah, probably. Uh, but I'll, don't I'll... you want
0: to take him aside and be like, I don't think Batman would call people a cunt on the internet.
1: <laughs> I think they they probably also like that Batman is this uh, lone man who sits in his basement all the time and and uh, is sad and nobody <laughs> understands him, but he's righteous. They probably, these Gamer Gators probably think they are the Batman of the internet. Oh, well, I'm sure they Go- do. Going that. out there and, uh, you know, attacking do you think,
0: women. <laughs> do you, do you, yeah that's the one thing I don't understand. But anyway, we're not here to discuss that. And also,
1: like, Gamer Gators aren't all that smart. So I think they like things that uh, are sort of intellectually macho, like yeah. Christopher Nolan's movies are. Movies that make a big show about how smart they think they are. Mm-hmm. So you're not a
0: fan of Christopher Nolan's movie, other than The Dark Knight.
1: Uh, Batman Begins is pretty good.
0: I think Batman Begins is my favorite because it's the most comic booky one. Dark Knight Rises, a lot of fun for a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a weird movie that I remember when it came out, everyone was like, best movie ever! And it just kind of quieted down and well, no one talks about I think it. A, I think
1: a lot of us, you know, I saw Dark Knight Rises at the Midnight Show as many I did of not. Us did. I waited a few days and I was
0: like, I saw it by myself.
1: I, I, was, pre- I was pretty psyched for it. And the movie is so. Uh, it really insists upon itself. It's a very self-important movie, and it has a lot of stuff in it. Mm -hmm. It's really long and seems to deal with big issues. So... Yeah, it's the kind of movie that might uh, bedazzle you on the first viewing.
0: But after that just didn't hold with you. No.
1: But Batman... And also, I'm a grown-up now. I watch grown-up movies.
0: Oh, shut up! <laughs> shut up! You don't have to justify yourself like that. Yeah. You know those grown-up movies you watch like
1: what am I... Like Batman, Batman, Batman Returns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just looking over. I see uh, the Russ Myers collection.
1: Oh, yeah. Good stuff. The, that That's the pile of stuff I got from the Queen video closing sale.
0: Uh Booza-mania, The Cleavage collection abundant beginnings yeah you know adult stuff so when you say adult stuff you mean like pornography right (laughs) like um what is it like this is not batman triple
1: x4 excuse me russ meyer is not pornography (laughs) roger ebert wrote for russ meyer (laughs) so if i can masturbate to it (laughs) i consider it a pornography well hey kim basinger is in batman (laughs) masturbate to that All right. <clears throat> so who do you think is going to win? Batman, Batman vs. Superman? Superman
0: yeah. Like you said, Batman has the smarts. Are you excited for Zack Snyder's Batman vs. Superman film? Uh, Did you like Man of Steel?
1: Uh, no, but I was entertained by it. Because, so you'll be entertained listen, by Batman vs. Superman? if you put a Batman and a Superman in a movie, I'm I'm going to have fun. But are you? like? Yeah, I mean, I, I, these characters are fun. I'm kind of... i spent my life... Uh, <laughs> Watching their adventures and seeing how their mythology has been interpreted by different people. Uh, it's a, you know, when you read the Batman origin story in the comic, uh, how the Batman came to be, it's only a page and a half. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's stupid. Some, some intern for Bob Kane probably wrote it in an afternoon and ever since Bill then. Bill Finger. Yeah. Bill Finger. Yeah. It, and it's become, uh, ever since then it's become like the gospel, like the sacred, uh, Rules handed down by Bob Kane on on the mountain where Moses was.
0: There's a really funny comic you should check out. That's like, what if Bob Kane was the only person to write Batman? <laughs> and it's like a guy with giant bat wings, has no origin, has no commissioner, has no villains. And uh, like Commissioner
1: I guess- Gordon is in the first comic oh is he so how dare you <laughs> yeah. smirch Bob Kane's memory like <laughs> yeah, that
0: yeah but I think Bill Finger was helping Bob Kane at that point as well oh
1: maybe I know Bill Finger came up with the Joker and all the characters yeah. you like mm-hmm.
0: Bill Finger did all the fun
1: stuff and, and Bob life. Kane just ripped off Zorro
0: yep that's, that's all he, he did, did. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a big Zorro fan
1: no why, why not he, he's not a bat
0: <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to cut down, you know, and figure out why you love Batman so much. Well, when you, 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 when love,
1: you, when you love things as a kid, it's not rational. It's just, he's, he's got a, as I said, cool costume, cool car, cool villains.
0: Yeah, okay. So Zack Snyder is Batman versus Superman. You're going to enjoy it? Do you think it'll have to snap back? Because he can't get, like, any more fascist, right? I mean, it
1: looks really stupid. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I anticipate that I will have a good chuckle and I'll be entertained <laughs> yep. over it. So, Midnight Show? I'm going to an early screening. In fact, uh, and wh- how did you get that? Uh, my pal Jesse Hawken made enough jokes about the movie on Twitter that somebody gave him offered him a ticket. You know what? To the I movie. think
0: uh, our friend Jesse needs to make more Bane jokes.
1: <laughs> he ma- he had about two years there where all he did was Bane jokes. <laughs>
0: it was the worst thing he, ever. He, he had
1: uh, w- one of my favorite tweets that he did was um, it was a quote. The quote was, "No one knew who I was." until I put on the mask and it was Bane working at a video store in the mid nineties. I don't get, Oh, the
0: <laughs> that's terrible. It's good. That's stuff. a terrible That's my joke. favorite tweet. All right. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with us?
1: I think, uh, I think Batman will win. <laughs> I hate
0: you so much. <laughs> what are we going to do next week? Uh, next week where we, th- we didn't decide. Yeah, did Marlon Brando. Oh, Marlon Brando's next week.
1: For Superman's own Marlon Brando.
0: <laughs> and we're going to be watching Last Tango in Paris. That's right. And I think we decided on One-Eyed Jacks
1: uh or are we gonna go with like street cars we can do one-eyed jacks yeah
0: one-eyed jacks okay. oh man this is so exciting you get to listen to us on air to decide what <laughs> we're gonna watch we'll talk about streetcar name desire like we have yeah. to but I don't island of dr again.
1: moreau easy money the score
0: <laughs> all the classic dying brand the michael jackson
1: you rock my world video wait what does he do in that one? Oh, you, well, well i'll tell you about it next week
0: <laughs> all right well my name is Justin the clue
1: my name is will sloan
0: thank you for listening does batman have a tagline i'm batman <laughs>
1: I heard the bat got him. The bat! Look, Johnny Gobbs got ripped and took a walk off a roof. No big loss. We shouldn't have pulled the gun on that kid, man. Should have pulled the gun. Hey, there ain't no bat. Did you
0: used to do that all the time? There
1: ain't no bat. Now shut up. (laughs) And then, of course, with perfect dramatic irony, who should happen to show up? Superman. Uh, Yeah. (laughs)